I'm sure I will echo all of the mentors today in saying it was an honor and a joy to work with Eliza this year. In lieu of a credo, Eliza is going to read a short essay on self-examination that exemplifies what we've worked on all year in this COI process. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Eliza. She is a fierce friend and a forceful thinker. She's forgiving, thoughtful, intelligent, and intentional. She pays attention. She's honest and real. She loves animals and family and community and sees the world through a true and clear lens. I love that she's able to articulate her belief in science and in reason and also speak clearly about her doubt in a higher power, but her belief in the strength of family, friends, and community. I'd like to leave her and all of you with these words adapted from Cynthia Frado. You are the light of all being. You are the divine spark, the most transformative power in the universe. All life is in your image. You are compassion and joy, light and love, hope and possibility. You are created from all particles of the universe, iron and carbon, mixed with energy, passion, and dreams. You are everywhere. We are everywhere. Thank you for reminding us of who we are. Amen and blessed be. If someone asked you who you are, what would you say? Not as simple of a question as it may seem. You may state your name first, what would come next? Your ethnic or cultural background? Next, your occupation? Next, your relationship status or a faith association? Next, aspects of your personality or favorite activities? One simple question can illuminate how literate we are about ourselves. If we have an answer, it indicates what we identify with. Our identity, however, is elusive. We live in a culture of conformity. To know ourselves, we must engage ourselves. We must ask questions. If you have faith in particular theology or set of convictions, ask yourself how you came to these beliefs and why you still hold on to them. Upbringing, group identity, comfort. Peel away the layers of the onion and even further and come to an understanding of what the, world belief, what the word belief means to you. Loyalty, devotion, security. Do not be afraid of self-examination. This is the gate to self-revelation. We arrive in life in mystery, and when we depart this life, we disappear into mystery. In every age, human beings choose to react to life by trying to solve it. If your religion isn't helping you to know yourself, it isn't helping you to know your God. Good morning, and may the force be with you. My name is Corey Emanuel. I was mentor to Jack Lowry. I was surprised when Jack asked me to be mentor. Uh, essentially, we didn't know each other. We were strangers. And even though I have known Jack for several months now, in truth, I've really only known him for a few hours. And during those few hours, the goal was for us, was for a person who is an almost total stranger to try and tease out of another almost total stranger, their thoughts and feelings on matters of faith, community, service, truth, grace, and nature of God, what it means to be you, you, and their place in the universe. 
piece of cake. But what I did gather, what I was able to glean from talking with Jack, is in those brief meetings, I met a young man who, although was quiet in a few words, has a very good understanding of the ideas and the ideals of this church. The lessons have not been lost on him. And he has good taste in books and movies, too. <laughs> there is still a universe of knowledge about Jack that I don't and likely won't know. But it seems clear to me that through this process, we are sending into the world a thoughtful, articulate, and a good person. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to introduce to you Jack Lowry. All right. I've never really been a spiritual person. I don't believe in God or gods or other deities or even life after death. I believe in the natural world as I see it and as science explains it. I've also never had a reason to believe in the supernatural either. I was raised in this church, and my mom, although raised Protestant, eventually grew to reject those teachings. So she never forced a belief on me either. I do certain things not for a spiritual connection to something, but because they're simply fun. I do engineering, ultimate frisbee, and soccer for enjoyment, not some spiritual feeling. And I believe bad things happen because of bad luck or people's poor choices. Because why would a good God let bad things happen to good people? However, bad times are never permanent. Every cloud has a silver lining and everything will get better. Trust is a weird thing. I trust my friends and family, but who can honestly say that a friend has never lied to them? I also trust science, so it pains me to see that some people believe that vaccines cause autism or the earth is flat. I believe that if there is anything worth worshiping, it is life, because you never know when it could end. I believe it is important to do in life what means the most to you, whether it's community service, being a human resource representative, or curing the next big disease. Death is never kind when it comes. So make a life that was worth living. I've had the privilege and pleasure of being Jackson's mentor throughout this year. This is a process I would recommend to anyone who hasn't done it, as it involves authentic conversation about all of the big questions with one of our thoughtful young adults. As, universe, as Unitarian Universalists, we are in the business of raising remarkable children. Nobody here is going to dispute me on that. It is fun preaching to the choir. I say remarkable meaning that we remark upon them, we reflect upon their potential, we look to the future with hope for the promise they will fulfill. What's fundamentally unfair about being a mentor is that we are only given one minute to introduce these remarkable 
young adults, and I'm not using it as well as some of the other folks have. I'm sorry about that. I will say that I've come to know Jackson to be someone who's introspective, sensitive, and grounded. I invite you to get to know him better, for he is growing to become one who lives the principles that we affirm and promote. I thank Jackson and his parents for allowing me to be part of this process. Oh, man. Okay. Um, one thing that I probably do too much is question. From religion, science, society, philosophy, what it means to be human, and of course, why does the school system start so early? They should really. That's, I mean, come on. We, as, as young, young adults, staying up late really need our sleep. From all these questions, I have probably only learned one thing. A lot of times, there isn't an answer, and that is okay. Whenever I ask myself these really big questions, like why are we here, or what is the reason for everything, I got really frustrated and overwhelmed because I could not find an answer. It took me a while to realize that there necessarily doesn't need to be an answer. I had a hard time coming to terms with my own realization, and it was to accept that sometimes it is just what it is. At one point, I came into this realization and thought, why? It sounds sort of cliche, but when you think about it, why is there anything? Nobody gives you a guide or a handbook. You are just born into this world. You are given responsibilities, views, and opinions, family, and so many other things and aspects of your life. The thought of standing here today and saying all of this to the congregation made me very nervous um, and wonder what I was going to say. Now that I'm writing this and saying it here, I am still unsure. There is so much going on in the world. So many cultures, ideologies, suffering, abuse, learning, love, joy, sadness, religion, violent conflict, and much more. One thing I know that I want out of life is to travel. I think life is about helping others along their journey because I feel that in doing that, you are also helping yourself on your own journey throughout life. This is very important to me because the different cultures and places in the world are very unique and can teach us and offer us new insights on our own lives. When I went on a trip to Nicaragua, I saw how differently people lived in some ways, but also how similar our ways of life could be. Being able to be far away from home, leaving your problems and misconceptions there, allowed me and other people to appreciate the differences and stay in the present moment, not thinking about the past or the future. There is a lot to be learned from traveling all across the world, and different cultures are very unique, and they can teach others. All this stuff can be very tough to wrap your head around as one person, and even tougher to summarize in one credo statement. Ultimately, I feel that it is very important to stay true to yourself. While this might sound also sort of cliche, if you are not true to yourself, then are you really doing what is best for you? Are you letting others heavily influence your decisions or actions, taking away part of the freedom you have over yourself? Being assertive and being, um, oh, I lost my place there, about your choices. Being assertive about your choices and who you are is one of the most important things you can do, especially throughout your very impressionable adolescent years. To end this off, I wanted to say thank you to the staff and the members of the UUCH of Haverhill, as they have been. Um, actually, that just has Church of Haverhill. All right, I messed up. As they have been very kind and helpful, and all of us really enjoy the meets upstairs every month and hearing what everyone had to say. And I also wanted to say thank you to Richard, who was a very good mentor, and I learned a lot about him. Good morning. 
And my name is Rick Belargin, and I was uh, blessed with being asked to mentor Jared Johnson here. Uh, before I speak of, about him specifically, something that occurred to me while watching everything going on is in this season of graduations, this is a graduation in itself. Um, and graduations are sometimes referred to as commencements. Well, the word commencement indicates a beginning. So certainly a celebration is in order. They've accomplished a lot. They've done things. But it's also a new beginning for them to go forward. And I have to express how pleased and satisfied I am knowing that these students are going to go forward with their lives with a solid base uh, of who they are and what things mean to them provided by us, the community of the church. So that being said, um, on to Jar Jared here. They say watch out for the quiet ones. Um, <laughs> case in point here. Um, meeting and talking with Jared, uh, I've known him for probably longer than he's, he can remember. And yes, he is a quiet one, and you may perceive a certain bit of naivety with him. Uh, I strongly suggest that that is absolutely incorrect. Um, any naivety is simply an acknowledgement on his part of how much he has learned, but how much he still is willing and needs to grow and learn about our world and his place within it. Um, I would also say that being his mentor, um, as much as he asked me to be his mentor, I should have asked him because I think I got the better end of the deal. Having tried to live my faith um, for so many years, watching him and listening to him and learning from him has brought me back to a point where I wouldn't say I was jaded, but maybe I'm a little bit more tired than I would want to be at times and he just refreshes my heart and brings me forward. Um, so it is my pleasure. I have absolute faith in his ability uh, to find his place in his life. He's got uh, one foot firmly rooted in science and another just enough uh, completive nature and a good heart. It's my ple absolute pleasure to introduce Jared Johnson. When I was younger, I didn't know what the difference between anyone's beliefs were. At the time, I thought reality was the same for everyone. Everyone watched the same show, read the same books, and listened to the same music. As I got older, I realized that was truly different, uh, and that I was getting different as well. One of my beliefs went from the world is perfect and nothing can be made new, to new things are always coming, and I just never looked for them before. Another went from we, went, we all live the same life to I live differently than everyone else in the world. <coughs> Other beliefs I had were that heaven existed and there, were no, and there was no underworld. That changed slightly to when everyone dies, they're just thrown into a different life that is slightly different than their last. 
Another big one is how the universe got here. And I'm pretty sure all of us know one or two theories, like the Big Bang Theory, on how that happened. But my belief is someone had to start it. And without that start, how did it even happen in the first place? I ask this question along with others, like, why do we exist? Why am I who I am? For those last two, I don't really have an answer. And I may never have an answer. But I do know that it will bring us all different questions when we find out who we are. I've been truly blessed to get to know Sophia over the past few months and to share many interesting conversations. She's a person who approaches life with joy, with openness, with great curiosity and deep thought. She loves to read about the most challenging parts of human life and human history. She's drawn to the hard questions and not afraid to look at the shadows in the human soul. She aspires to study law and to work with the victims of human trafficking, and she loves to dance. It's been a true pleasure getting to know her. I believe that I do not have many beliefs, yet at least. Now that might be an odd statement to make, but while thinking about what I was going to say today, it is what I discovered. I was struggling trying to figure out what I actually believe, because when I really thought about any viewpoint on a topic, I almost always found times when I didn't believe what I thought I did initially. I discovered that I would go in a complete circle from where I started on the topic. Even just a simple belief that killing another human being is evil, I couldn't fully stand behind. For example, what about somebody who is brain dead? That person is not technically dead, but I do not believe that taking them off life support is wrong. I also believe that if other lives are at risk and there are no sure options to protect those people, such as hostage situation, then it is okay to kill a person. I strongly disagree, however, with something that is thought to be acceptable in our society. This is the death penalty. I think this stems from my feelings that nobody is entirely evil. There can always be good found within somebody, and I think that our justice and prison systems need to be changed to greater help the people who find themselves caught up within them. I do not believe that we have the right to take the life of a person that does something against our society's morals. We must still have standards that every person has to abide by, but I do not think that we have the right to kill somebody who goes against the laws we have established. I think that it is difficult to define what is evil or bad, and that everybody in the world has different ideas of what would fall within these categories. And this is where I really begin to struggle. If you don't believe you are doing anything wrong, but others do, where does that leave a person? If you are raised or exposed to views and opinions, as we all are, what happens if your views are not the same as others' views? Now, I'm not saying that I agree with all views that are taught or carried out, because I definitely do not. But how is that supposed to work in a world where there are certain laws and standards that might not necessarily condone a person's beliefs? I'm certain that people disagree with my views on just about every topic and think that what I believe or at least support is wrong. 
people are always going to try to, are always going to think that some views are evil or misguided, but does that really make the views wrong? Good morning. So sometime last year, uh, I think Zan came up to me and said, hey, you want to be a mentor? And I said, yeah, sure, sure. And in the back of my mind went, what? Uh, I had no idea where to begin. But I went and I met David. And I met a man who was extremely proud of his family had deep convictions of loyalty to his mom and his dad and his sisters, was generous and kind to his friends, and every child in this church loved him. Now that's a person. And it all brought me to this poem by Tara Cox called The Measure of a Man. It is not so much where he came from, but where he is purposefully going. It is not where he's ever going, but where he is at any given moment. And wherever he chooses to plant his feet, his roots will hold him, but not too tight, for he knows the beauty of branching out. It is to better catch the light. And whatever cloud may cast a shadow, he looks to the sun behind it, and though he seeks what may not be found, he will still strive to find it. For though he may keep his eye on the prize, he also prizes what he can't see. And though some things may be gained or lost, he will not lose what they mean. And whatever cards he might be dealt, it is how he plays his hand. And though faced with impossibility, he will do whatever he can. It is not about how much money he makes, but how much he can make of himself. It is not about what he can buy or sell, but what he can share with someone else. At the end of the day, it's not just where he's been or what he's done or purports to believe. It's not what he sought or found or not found. It is who he is willing to be. Ladies and gentlemen, David Mary. Hello. Most of you know me, but for those of you that don't, my name is David Marion. I live a good life. I have two parents, three healthy sisters, a dog, and a house with a yard. I'm going to be a senior in high school in the fall. Jesus. <laughs> I play sports, and I have two jobs. My mom made me come here today. I would have still been sleeping by now. It was fun getting to know my mentor, Bo. We got to talk about life and what I want to do when I grow up. Getting asked what I want to do in life at age 17 is hard. How am I supposed to know? I'm a teen. I'm here to succeed and to fail. I'm here to laugh and to learn. What I can tell you is I can be whatever I want to be. One day I do hope to travel the world, meet new people, make new friends. I love kids, so hopefully one day I'll start a family. But I need to live my life before that, have some fun, make mistakes, get in trouble, mature. It's all in the future. I can't say for certain what lies ahead for me, but I do hope to live in a more peaceful world. 
At the time, I don't really believe much spiritually, but everyone here believes something a little different from each other, and we're all still accepted here. I don't believe in good people and bad people. I believe that people do bad things and people do good things. I do believe that all people are equal and should be treated equally. I believe in having good friends and being a good friend, and I believe it's important to laugh and letting things go. And I believe that family is very important. My family means a lot to me. They're always there. They understand that I'm gonna mess up, and at this point, they should just anticipate it. (laughs) Junior year was kinda rough for me, finding balance between school, sports, and work. I took a lot to nap this year, but I think most teenagers do. I learned a lot this past year, whether Bo, my family, my friends, and even my teachers, I know, right? Teachers. Uh, But one of the most important things I've learned is that life is unpredictable, and you just need to go with it. We're all here for this ride called life. Thank you for your time.